Hi, thanks for listening. Please note that this recording stopped a few minutes before the end due to a technical error. However, the just has been recorded. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, yeah, it's an absolute privilege to, to be with you guys tonight, and thanks to Benny and the, and the elders for yeah, even just giving the privilege of allowing me to share with you guys tonight. Uh, it's a privilege for my family and I to be with you. Uh, and as uh, was mentioned, uh, we are part of Oxygen Life, and for the last year and a bit, we've had the privilege of leading the St. Francis Bay Congregation, um, which has been amazing. It's been an absolute journey the Lord has thrown us in headfirst, and uh, we've had to find our, find our feet uh, in a new role in a new town. We, uh, we were in Port Elizabeth before, and obviously moving to, to a little village. I don't know how many of you know about St. Francis, but... They estimate the population to, of permanent residents to be between five and 10,000 people. And so there's one spa, it's very small. You, you bump into each other all the time. So from a community point, it's amazing. You're constantly bumping into each other at the spa. Um, so it's got its pros and cons because you also can't hide in the village neither. You're always known, always seen. I've had random strangers come up to me um, that aren't even in the congregation go, you're the pastor. I was like, okay. <laughs> Best behavior. We're in the we're in the fish tank, uh, constantly under the eye, which has been amazing. And um, yeah, we've just seen just after over the last year and a bit, we've seen uh, salvations, first time commitments, guys giving their lives to the Lord. We've seen recommitments. We've had baptisms. We've had healings. Uh, we've had people's hearts just completely changed and transformed by God. And it's been such a privilege to be part of that, uh, to be a part of what God's doing there, uh, amongst many things. Uh, my wife and I also, uh, obviously, being a, it's still been a church plant. Uh, it's all hands on deck, and uh, we're still busy building. We're building culture. We are building DNA into into those that have joined us, and the Lord has added to us. Uh, but it is very much still all hands on deck. And uh, so my wife and I also lead a grade six and seven youth on a Friday night, uh, which has been amazing, incredibly challenging. Wasn't on our list of going, yeah, we want to do youth leaders. Um, but it's been an absolute privilege leading these young kids. But it's been incredibly hard. At the end of the week, Friday night, we've given ourselves during the week, we lead two physically lead two community groups as well. Um, and then Friday night, and then giving ourselves to these kids. And it's out of the, I mean, it can fluctuate up to sometimes 30 children on a, on a Friday night, of which maybe five to seven kids are actually in the congregation. Uh, many of their parents are obviously not in the church. Many of the parents are unsaved. Some are atheists. Some are very much into um, Eastern mysticism, uh, a lot of New Age, and yet they send their kids to us on a Friday night. And we have this beautiful privilege of being able to share the gospel with these young 11, 12, 13-year-olds. But it's been tough as well. And uh, one of the, the times we were just sharing with Brad just what was happening, and Brad just said, said to us, he goes, St. Francis is your China. This is your mission field. And, and the reality is, I mean, some of these 11, 12, 13-year-olds, these children have never been inside of a church. They don't have context of what church is. And we're getting to share the gospel with these kids every Friday night, which has been amazing. Um, and again, just that thing, it was a shift in our perspective going, this is our China. We are on mission. This is our, this is our, our mission um, mission field is St. Francis. And I really just felt even to share that with you guys tonight and even to, share, to say to you guys, George is your China. 
This is where God has placed you. God knows our time and our place. And Lord has specifically chosen you to be in George and that you would advance his kingdom here. Um, and so being open to that. Uh, it's been amazing just even being part of um, the Southern Cape gathering with you guys yesterday and just seeing all the guys traveling from so far to be together. What an amazing thing to be a part of. And even for us as Oxygen Lifers, going, it's such an incredible privilege. Sorry, I don't even know how much time I've got. It's an amazing privilege to be part of a field of churches, to be part of 412, where we've got these partnering churches in the regions that we know in like George is covered. If we've got guys, we can... We know there's a healthy church in George. Go and join in. Go and plug in there. And it's just an amazing thing that we're partnering together. And so up until Friday, I, I didn't know that I was preaching. I wasn't down to preach. And so I got Austin Friday evening. And uh, Brad's, Brad's dad is, um, those that know Alan, he's always RFA, ready for anything. And so it was amazing because the Lord had already started speaking to me in the week. And I said to Kelly, I said, I'm not down to preach but I feel like the Lord's gonna the Lord's gonna get me to preach, and then on Friday night I said I told you the Lord that we're gonna end up preaching, and so even in the week just building up uh, to coming, the Lord kept on reminding me about a tree that's in our road. Uh, it's probably about uh, 350 meters down from my house. You can see it's a it's a wild fig tree, and the whole tree you can see it literally grows up and then it just grows to the side, and it's been really been shaped. By, mostly by the easterly wind that's just hammered it coming off the, off the ocean. But this whole tree is just growing over time. It's just growing into its bend. And I really felt like the Lord was just saying, like, for this picture, He just kept on laying this picture on my heart. And so I really just felt like, Lord, what is it that you're wanting to say from this? What is it that you're wanting to, to encourage us and to encourage you guys even from this picture? And so this tree, for those that know wild fig, I mean, that thing's literally just grown to the one side. But that thing should be that in completely in circumference. They're a massive tree. They just spread out. They've got a, I don't know what you call a tree, a wingspan. I don't know. A circumference of the tree. Crown. The crown of the tree is rather large. Uh, and they, they get massive. Um, there's a couple of guys towards Alexandria. They, grow, they plant these specifically for shade for their cattle. Um, because they get so large. But yet this tree has never grown into its full potential because it's just grown into its bend uh, over time. And so even for us, we, we planted, when we were still living in PE, we, we uh, bought a couple of fever acacias, acacias and we wanted to plant them in our garden. We wanted to get some trees going. But one of the things about them is was they... I mean, they were quite tall, but their, 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 um, their trunks, or whatever you want to call it, was, was very weak. And so they kept, every time we planted them, they would just, they would just bend over because the, the branches on the top were too heavy. And so they would just bend over. And I know that if we leave them like that, they're going to end up just growing into that bend. And so for those that, that have planted trees and have had to do this, we, we had to plant poles around them to support them, to, to correct them so that we could correct that bend. We had to bend them back straight so that they could actually reach their full potential, that they could actually grow up. And I really just felt like that for us tonight, that the Lord is wanting to encourage us where we've maybe grown into our bends, where we've maybe given into our bends, that the Lord is wanting to bring correction. He's wanting to straighten us. And I think even just what came through in the, the worship time of just thinking about a hero, God being our hero, and actually when we behold Him, when we lift our gaze to Him, when we see who He is, we, we can't but want him to change us. 
We, need, we can't remain the same when we've, when we've seen who he is. And we need him to come and change us because even as Benny was saying before we went into worship, we can't change ourselves. We, we, as we come to salvation, we start this process. We, we might start with saying a prayer, but that's the start of the journey. Where we, but then there's this outwalking of our salvation where God comes and he brings that shift. He brings that change in us. We can't. If we could do it ourselves, then we wouldn't need the Lord. We need the Lord. We need to be dependent on the Lord. We need him to come and shift us and change us where we've maybe grown skew. In uh, Colossians 2, verse 67, for those that are following in the Bible, uh, and it says, And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow Him. Let your roots grow down into Him, and let your lives be built on Him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. And just even as that, those trees that we planted, they didn't have a root structure. Their, their roots needed to go down. They needed to get established. Uh, and so with us, we need to let our roots grow down into the Lord. We need to allow us to get rooted in Him. And so Paul was writing this even to bring correction because there was false teaching that was coming in. And so Paul was reminding them to go back to, to what they were taught when they first came to salvation, reminding them to hold to God's truths. And so we can see even, even for us, there's these winds, even as that tree was hit with this easterly wind, and that sort of just, it just grew into that bend. We've got to be so aware, there's so many winds of doctrine that is, that is sweeping the churches, that, 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 that as they come, they can, that if, we, if we allow them to, it can start to shape us. It can cause us to grow in a way that's not actually of the Lord and that we can actually not ever reach the full potential God has for us. And so we've got to be so aware of, of the winds of doctrine that are sweeping around and, and things that are contrary to what we've held to for, for the last 2,000 years. And so we've got to look at God's patterns and values. And so besides doctrines, life experience, our upbringing, all these things can start to shape us. Uh, we can start de developing these bends just because of our upbringing, of how we were raised, or uh, circumstances of what we've gone through. These things, life starts to shape us in different ways. The area where we work, whether you're in construction, being in the that environment, if, we, if we're not being alert and sober-minded, we can be influenced even by, by our environment. And so maybe you're in the construction side, and, and sometimes it can be a hard environment to work in. And you can slowly start to be bent out of shape. And God wants to constantly, he wants to, he wants to align us. He wants to bring correction to us. And so we can see even in our own lives, we can, we can have different bends in our own lives, whether it be uh, pride, independence, codependence, rebellion, self-protection, self-pity, comparison, anxiety, comfort, Sometimes our bend can be comfort. Hey guys, we're having a holiday. People come down from PE. Will you open their home, your home to them? And you can go like, oh no. And sometimes that can be our, our, an unhealthy bend. And actually God wants to shift us. And thank you for those that opened up your home. Dan, it's been amazing being in your house. And so God wants to shift us. From our unhealthy bends, he wants to bring correction to us. And sometimes it might not even seem like sinful bends, but sometimes it's just not helpful. And God wants to shape us. 
And so we see even as in, uh, I didn't give you the scripture, but in Colossians, it's, uh, I think it's Colossians 1 verse 13, it says that we've been transferred from a kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of his dear son. We've been transferred. We're no longer in the kingdom of darkness. We've, we've been saved. We've been rescued from, from death to life, from darkness to light. And so even as we come into this kingdom, we've got to adjust to the king. We've got to change our posture towards the king and the way he wants us to live. My mouth is getting dry. Yo, it's very cold in Georgia, guys. It's been, it's been a fresh day. We have had like two different seasons, yesterday and today. Like it's, it's the, the best and the worst weather of George. So, but it's been amazing. We got dragged up the, up the hill and around the dam. I think we did 13Ks walk yesterday. <laughs> no, we were dragged. <laughs> we slipped and slid <laughs> up and down the hill. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been amazing. And so even tonight, one of the things I want to look at, because we can't, we can't adjust ourselves. We can't bring the correction. And so I want to just mention some of the things that God has given us. Because God wants us to reach our full potential. Unlike that tree, God wants us to reach our full potential. He's given us things in order for us to be able to come into the fullness of what He has for us. And so we've got to look at the fact that in, in Titus 2, 11 to 14, it says, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. While we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself up um, for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. We look forward to the return of Jesus. He is coming back. He is coming back. And if we look at the world today, it, it, it feel, we are in the last times. <laughs> He's coming back soon. And yet he's wanting to prepare us. He's, he's given us his grace. And his grace is not only for salvation, but his grace is, gives us the ability to say no to sin. It's by God's grace that we're saved. It's by God's grace that we are able to live this out. But we also see, just even as we've had Ascension Day this past week, and Jesus ascending, promising he's going to send his Holy Spirit. He's going to send his Spirit to us. He's going to send the helper. He's going to send the Holy Spirit. He's going to send the parakletos, the one that comes alongside us and goes, keep going. Keep going. He sends us the Holy Spirit. And so we see that there's this battle that even goes on within us. And we see that in Galatians as our, our old sinful nature battles with the Spirit. And so we read in, in Galatians 5, 16 to 25, it says, but I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. Did I read that right? Okay. Um, for those are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. 
Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. God has given us His Spirit. He's given us the Holy Spirit. But we also got to remain in step with the Spirit. Even as we, um, I can't remember your name, sorry, you spoke about the Holy Spirit. Just coming from what Brad shared, coming like a dove, he's gentle, he's sensitive. And we can grieve the Spirit. And that's going to be of no advantage to us. And so we've got to be in step with it. It's an ongoing, being open, yielded to the Spirit, allowing Him to lead us, that we are able to walk in fruit in our lives. And when our flesh, I mean, Andrew said he often talks about that, that, like that alien that pops out at the chest of, of the flesh, the old sinful nature that wants to, to rise up again. And even there, what is our, what is our, our bend? Are we, are we starting to just stroke that thing and go like, okay, well, you know, this is just me. And we've just become comfortable with this, this old sinful nature that just keeps raising its head every now and then. Or are we allowing the Lord to come and slough that thing? We've got to be in step with the Spirit. We've got to allow Him to lead us. And so we see even in Matthew 7 verse 20, it says, Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. And so even for us, what is, the, what is the fruit? What is the actions that is coming from our lives? Are we giving in to those bends? Are we giving in to the old sinful nature? Are we allowing God to bring that, the correction, allowing God to, to bend us according to His ways? The other way we see besides the Holy Spirit, God has given us His Word. God has given us His Word. God's Word, is, we, don't, we don't judge God's Word. We allow God's Word to judge us. We allow God's Word to shape us. We, we're living in a day and age where uh, literally we had, we had guys visit us uh, a few months back. And, and the guy said to me, uh, they're not saved, but they've grown up in a sort of a very traditional religious um, country. And they were from France. They were French. And he was just saying to me, no, he, uh, he thinks the church needs to change. Because he, he likes certain things, so he takes out what he likes, uh, but the other stuff needs to change. It's, it's outdated. And we go, no. 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip uh, His people to do every good thing work we need to allow god's word to correct us we need god's word to shift us in matthew it says uh, matthew 24 it says anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is a wise is it is why follows it is wise 
like a person who builds a house on solid rock. It's not just a case of listening to God's Word or hearing God, but actually allowing God's Word to change us. We need to take God's Word and we need to apply it. We can't just be hearers. We see that in, in, um, in James. It says, don't just, be, don't just be hearers of the Word, but be doers of the Word. We need to be taking God's Word and allowing God's Word to shift us. We need to apply God's Word uh, into our lives. Allow God's word to be that seed that has fallen into our hearts. But, but what is that condition of our hearts? How are we receiving God's word? We see in Mark 4, verse 3 to 9, it says, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprung up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they, did not, uh, they had no root. Other seed fell along thorns, which grew up and choked the plants, so that they did not bear grain. Still, other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop, some multiplying 30, some 60, and some, and some 100 times. Then Jesus said, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. And then we see lower down in Mark 4, verse 14, where Jesus is explaining to the disciples, a farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others, like seed sown on rocky places, hear the word at once, receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution, uh, because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like seed, sown among thorns, hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires of other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like seed sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop. Some thirty, some sixty, some hundred times, what was sown. And so even as, as Brad was sharing yesterday, just um, on our hearts, what is our heart posture towards God's word? Is our, is our heart posture, that's, that soil, fertile soil, that as God's word goes out, that we take God's word into and that we produce a harvest that comes from, that we allow God's word to shift us, to bring those corrections, to bring those changes wherever we need to be bent back to the Lord. We can come even into, into a Sunday meeting and we can come, we can hear the word and go, oh, I hope so-and-so is listening. This word is for them. I hope they're listening to the word. They need to hear this word. But when we come into these times, are we going, God, what is it that you're wanting to say to me tonight? Where in me do I need to shift? Where in me is the bend, Lord? Show me, reveal to me. Holy Spirit, come and show me. Is there a bend in me that I'm not seeing? that I'm blind to, that actually I'm not walking in the fullness because I've given into a bend and I've just so, over time, it's just become the norm. Or am I, do I need to shift, Lord? Are we going from, and not only on a Sunday, even in the community, even in our quiet times, are we spending time on our own, getting into God's Word, 
opening God's word each morning. Getting into God's word and going, God, what is it that you want to speak to me through your word? What is it that I need to adjust or shift in? And then another area which, which the Lord uses to, to bring correction is the church. Is God's body, His people. And God doesn't want us to be lone rangers. He doesn't want us to be a, 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 a limb that, without the body. God wants us to be plugged in to a local church. He wants us to be connected to a body. He doesn't want us floating around. You can imagine a toe or a finger. Like we, we, we can't, we have to be attached to the body. We need to be part of a body. God has given different gifts and talents to the body of Christ so that as each one does their work, we get built up. As you do your part, the rest get built up. It's so important that we are part of the body of Christ. God's given different gifts, different functions. We see even, we got, we got to witness it this weekend. We got to see someone come in like Brad who carries an apostolic grace on his life, coming in and building up the church. Building up the saints, equipping the saints for works of ministry. There's, there's value in God's ways and patterns, and we've got to give ourselves to it because that's where we're going to get corrected. We see even in, within a local context, we see elders, we see deacons, and, and give ourselves to these people. In Ephesians 4, 11 to 16, and I think anybody that's in 4, 12 has heard this passage of Scripture many times. <laughs> And I think even that, we can get, become so familiar with the passage of Scripture that it loses its value, and we glance over it. But actually, to, 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 to look at it with fresh eyes. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's, uh, of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. There is a safety in the body. There is a safety when we are committed to a body of a group of people. There is a safety we are protected from every wind of doctrine that is blowing around. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. As you do your part, we, we not come to, we know God doesn't call us to just come and attend church. God calls us to be the church. He calls us to come in and to be the church. That means when you come, and yes, not everybody has an upfront role and, and preaching, but everyone has a role. Everyone has a responsibility. 
And at the same time, I know even within, within Josh Jen, within Oxygen, within 412, we're not building around one person where one person does everything. It's where, where everybody does something and to, together we do everything. And so we've got, to be, we've got to be coming in going, God, what is the gifts and talents that you've given on, to me, the resources you've given to be able to build up the others? How do I stir others into more? Where, how do I come alongside and, and, and love, speak truth into people's lives where they have maybe grown skew? How do I help them to realign? How do I help them to bring shift? We've got to be given to a local body. And I think in the day and age, in the world we're living in now, it's all about me, myself, it's independent. And actually God calls us to be interdependent. Within the body, we're supposed to be interdependent on each other. Because there's gifts on your lives that is meant for the body. And God gives leaders. In Hebrews 13 verse 17, it says, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they keep watch over your souls. As those who have to give an account, let them do this with joy and not with groaning. For what? Uh, for that would be of no advantage to you. That's like a swear word in the world. Submit. It's when the flesh starts to rise. But actually it's God's ways because there's a safety in that. There's a protection in that. God has, has called certain people, he's called Benny to, to lead this congregation, to lead the George A.M. Achpiam, forget where we are. Even now, I know you guys have, you've, you've multiplied, you've gone from an A.M. to a P.M. Everybody being under a majority of charge, and now, now there's a multiplication. Now it's give yourself. Submit to Benny. Submit to the eldership. Give of yourselves. Open up your lives. This is where the recording was stopped due to a technical error. We trust this has blessed you.